listening to the Bleeding Big Blue Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Guyovich Protest. I know this has been waiting for a long time. I'm obviously trying to get my pop filter in, but right now we're going to do it without it. I'm a former New York Guardians reporter at Empire Sports Media. Be sure to follow our Instagram page and our Twitter page and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Please also follow my Instagram page, my personal one, at Alex Guyovich, and my Twitter page at Alex Protich. Before I start off, I would like to say thank you to Brandon Acosta for having done my intro. It was really cool. You'll see it at the end, and you'll also see it at the beginning of every podcast. Real quickly, I'm going to go into the schedule for the next couple of days. Obviously, today is the first podcast will be released on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube, as I mentioned in my Twitter account. On Monday, we are having Alan Hahn on, along with my New York sports writer friend, Max. Tuesday, nothing's going. Wednesday, we're interviewing and talking with Cop Pizzle, Giants YouTuber. And Thursday, we will be going live on YouTube, 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time for the NFL Draft. And also, the following Wednesday, we're going to have former Giants defensive tackle Stacy Dillard on, played during the end of the Big Blue Wrecking Crew reign. Real quickly, I'm going to review the Giants state in a brief manner, what they've been the last couple of years, and us Giants fans are not pretty happy with it. Take a listen. Ever since Super Bowl forty-six, the franchise we all know and love has taken a turn for the worst. Towards the end of the Jerry Reese regime, the offensive line and the defense started to deteriorate. Reese started to make more questionable decisions when it came to building his top-tier franchise than would occur in the NFL draft. This lack of skill building saw the decline of franchise quarterback Eli Manning, who retired after the 2019 season. Let me give you a list of some wasted picks so you don't feel that I'm lying. Offensive tackle Eric Flowers, famous for the blind side. He was picked as the ninth pick in the first round of the 2015 NFL Draft. He was often referred as a turnstile from the left side of the offensive line. He gave up 16 sacks and over 100 pressures in four years as a giant. And then he was followed up by getting cut by Dave Gettleman in 2018 after a failed experiment of turning him to the right side of the offensive line. The next wasted pick, you could say, is offensive guard Justin Pugh. He was the 19th pick in the 2013 NFL Draft. He was a solid offensive guard, but was one of those picks that could not stay healthy in five seasons with the Giants. Weston Richburg. He was picked a year later, the 43rd pick in the second round of the 2014 NFL Draft. He was a solid center, another player who could not stay healthy, unfortunately, and later signed with the San Francisco 49ers. Next is the defensive end, Demontre Moore. He was the 81st overall pick in the 2013 NFL Draft. He had 10 career sacks, but unfortunately, he was inconsistent defensively with 8.5 sacks in 3 seasons. He was released a couple of years later due to several altercations he had in the locker room with teammates like defensive end Colin Jenkins. The next one, he has a hard name to pronounce, but a lot of Giants fans remember. Defensive end Awa Odigizua. He was a 74th overall pick in the 2015 NFL Draft. He had only six career tackles. He was never an immediate starter or rotational player. At the conclusion of the 2017 preseason, he was released because he was going to get suspended for the first four NFL regular season games for performance-enhancing drugs. Next one is another one that Giants fans should know. Cornerback Eli Apple. He was the 10th pick in the 2016 NFL Draft. He was known for struggling in one-on-one coverage, especially against big receivers in 2017. He was a cancer for the Giants' locker room, often fighting with people also known as Landon Collins. He was later traded for a 4th and a 6th rounder by Dave Gettleman in the October of 2018 to the New Orleans Saints. 
He was about to have a deal with the Raiders this year, but they cut the deal off and could never come to an exact agreement, and right now he still stands as a free agent. Those are the main wasted draft picks. That would be until Jerry Reese gets another job. If he ever will. However, let's not follow a chronological order right now. Tom Coughlin, under pressure after a 6-10 season in 2015, was forced to resign from the organization on January 4, 2016. Days later, the Giants hired former offensive coordinator Ben McAdoo to be their next head coach. Although calling out players many times and having a cancerous locker room, he took the Giants back to the playoffs the first time in many years with an 11-5 record. Popular free agent signings like Olivier Vernon and Janoris Jenkins boosted their defense to one of the best scoring defenses in the league. Unfortunately, the Giants were a one-and-done win that year, losing to the Packers 38-13 at Lambeau Field. The following season was the worst season between 2013 and 2017, perhaps even now. Everything hit the fan. They didn't get a win until week 6 in Denver. The locker room got worse as a lack of winning brought upon a lack of effort from players like Eli Apple and Janoris Jenkins. The most infamous scandal happened that year. In the beginning of December, Ben McAdoo benched Eli Manning for backup Geno Smith. This caused major outrage among the New York media and the Giants fan base. This pressure would force the Maris to fire head coach Ben McAdoo and longtime GM Jerry Reese. Defensive coordinator Steve Spagnuolo would be the interim head coach until the end of the season and Kevin Abrams took over as the interim general manager. The Giants would finish at 3-13 at the remainder of the season. For the final game of the season, the Giants hired former Panthers general manager Dave Gettleman. The organization days later would hire former Browns head coach and former Vikings offensive coordinator Pat Shermer as the next head coach. His staff hires would include Arizona defensive coordinator James Betcher and former Panthers offensive coordinator Mike Shula. Gettleman brought the familiarity scheme with him as they signed multiple ex-Panthers and ex-Cardinals like Jonathan Stewart, Kareem Martin, Josh Morrow, Teddy Williams, and Chris Scott. The Giants made the infamous move of signing former New England Patriot tackle Nate Solder to a four-year, $62 million deal to replace the incumbent left tackle Eric Flowers. He also made the infamous move of trading for Rams linebacker Alec Ogletree. With the second pick of the 2018 NFL Draft, the Giants took Penn State running back Saquon Barkley, washing away the rhetoric that the Giants had to take a quarterback in a QB-filled class of 2018 with products like Josh Allen, Josh Rosen, and Sam Darnold. This was the ultimate word that the Giants were in a win-now situation. With the lack of cap space, the Giants had to settle for cheap options, and that was not pretty in the regular season. The Giants went 1-7 in the first eight weeks of the season, ultimately conceded to a rebuild. Days after the loss to the Falcons on Monday Night Football, the Giants traded defensive tackle Damon Harrison to the Detroit Lions for a fifth-round pick, and also traded former first-round pick Eli Apple to the Saints for a 2019 fourth-rounder and a 2020 sixth-rounder. The Giants oddly finished 4-4 after the bye week and finished 5-11 overall. Much like the season before, the Giants lost many games by one score. Ultimately, the defense got worse at the end of the season, and the offense got better, though it was the opposite in the beginning of the season. The following year, the Giants were underwhelmed in cap space again, though the Giants made some veteran signings like Golden Tate, Antoine Bethea, and Marcus Golden. Not something you would see in a rebuild. Gettleman also made the very infamous move in March of 2019 of trading star wideout Odell Beckham Jr. to the Browns for two draft picks and safety to Brill Peppers. A month later, the Giants drafted six of their ten picks on defense, most notably DeAndre Baker, Dexter Lawrence, Julian Love, O'Shane Zimenez, and Ryan Connolly. Another media-criticized move was taking Daniel Jones with the sixth overall pick in the NFL Draft of 2019. 
The Giants' defense looked like it was worse than the year before. According to Pro Football Focus, the Giants' secondary had a 30th-ranked coverage grade. Many young players experienced growing pains, but it was often a rumor that some of the puppies did not understand James Betcher's complex 3-4 hybrid scheme. Lack of pass rush was evident last year, but one person who was a fan favorite made history. Marcus Golden got 10 sacks last season and was the first Giants linebacker to get over 10 sacks since Giants legend Lawrence Taylor. The offensive line got slightly better with the acquisition of Kevin Zeitler from the Cleveland Browns. Even though the Giants were in a rebuild, they oddly enough traded a third round pick and a fifth round pick for Jets defensive end Leonard Williams. This move is often criticized as a waste of draft capital since their rebuilding could have signed him in free agency. The Giants let go of Janoris Jenkins in December due to an insensitive comment he made to a Twitter fan. The Giants finished the season 4-12, one less win than 2018, and fired their head coach Pat Shermer after the final game. The Giants ultimately decided to keep Dave Gettleman as their general manager and decided to go with former Patriots special teams coach Joe Judge as their new head coach. One thing Joe Judge made clear was he was not planning to sign players to teach the younger guys and reiterated that it was coach's job to do that. He hired Jason Garrett to be his offensive coordinator and Mark Colombo to be his offensive line coach, which I thought were smart moves. Okay, let's recap free agency a little bit after that giant summary. Now, the Giants did have $75 million in the start of the NFL year this year, and the draft, obviously, in a couple of days. The Giants signed former Patriots safety Nate Ebner, running back Deion Lewis, and offensive tackle Cameron Fleming. They also signed former Packers linebackers Blake Martinez and Kyler Fackrell, former 49ers tight end Levine Toilolo, and former Panthers cornerback James Bradbury. The Giants made other moves as well, but those are the important ones to recap. Now, how does this affect their draft? The Giants have needs to add on to their free agent class of 2020. They currently have the fourth overall pick, and per today, Dave Gettleman is looking to trade down. But who are some picks that they could select within the first round? Offensive tackle, edge rusher, and linebackers seem to be one of the dire needs for this team to be a spit away from competing. Ohio State defensive end Chase Young, LSU quarterback and Joe Burrow, and Ohio State cornerback Jeff Okuda will likely be gone before the Giants select at four. Here are some probable names that they could be interested in. Offensive tackle Mekhi Becton from Louisville. Inside linebacker Isaiah Simmons from Clemson. Offensive tackle Andrew Thomas from Georgia. Offensive tackle Jedrick Wills from Alabama. Offensive lineman Tristan Wirfs out of Iowa. And defensive end A.J. Espenza from Iowa. According to an NFL source, they've nailed the number four pick down to three people. Makai Becton, Tristan Wirfs, and Isaiah Simmons. In my opinion, with the number fourth overall pick, the Giants should go with Isaiah Simmons out of Clemson. Now look, I know a lot of people are going to be saying, oh, they signed Blake Martinez and already have Ryan Connolly. Another thing to mention, Ryan Connolly might not be ready for the preseason, training camp, or perhaps week one of the regular season. Yes, you can make the argument that Blake Martinez was signed to shore up the linebacker court, but he has a lot of tackles and is not really good when it comes to covering tight ends. And that's something the Giants haven't been very good at the last couple of years since Antonio Pierce left. Isaiah Simmons can cover tight ends and running backs. And going from his past in Green Bay, Patrick Graham is good with linebackers and had some success with Blake Martinez and Kyler Frackroll in 2018. However, obviously... Mike McCarthy was fired and they didn't go to the playoffs to the next season and Matt LaFleur was hired. The truth in the opinion is, I just don't think that Dave Gettleman will be able to resist the versatility of Simmons. We saw this argument with Saquon Barkley back in 2018 over a need. 
Giants needed a quarterback, and a lot of people thought that Eli Manning was washed. However, Dave Gettleman thought that was hogwash. Could he have the same opinion here? He loves his hog mollies, but this is obviously a lot like the argument with Saquon Barkley in 2018. Most Giants fans know Isaiah Simmons played a lot of positions in his last year at Clemson. Here are the snaps by position in 2019. He played 132 snaps at free and strong safety, 262 snaps at slot corner, 116 snaps at outside linebacker, an inside linebacker 299 snaps, and then 17 snaps as the perimeter cornerback. The Giants, although, they've been missing a playmaker on defense. And they need it badly. Jabril Peppers seems like that impact player, but not a lot of Giants fans are sure about him. In my opinion, I don't think the Giants can pass on Isaiah Simmons. Tackles in need, and there's a lot of tackles in this draft. You could get also tackles in the second round, like Austin Jackson or Ezra Cleveland out of Boise State in the second round. Maybe if Josh Jones falls as well. But the Giants cannot miss a linebacker like Isaiah Simmons. You have Blake Martinez and Ryan Connolly, obviously. You have David Mayo as a backup. None of them can cover tight ends. And if we go on a season where we cannot cover tight ends, our defense is going to have a tough time. As I mentioned before, they do have an ability to trade down with the Chargers, or maybe with the Miami Dolphins. They do have an extra first-round pick, actually two extra, and they also have a good second-round pick, but I don't think that the Dolphins are going to give that up because of the draft points that consists. Now, a lot of Giants fans don't want Isaiah Simmons, not for the fact that he can be athletic and cover tight ends, but the fact that we need an offensive tackle. But the rhetoric has got to stop right there. I'm going to be honest with you. A lot of people are saying that we should get a wide receiver. Like Jerry Judy or CeeDee Lamb or Henry Ruggs. I don't see that the wide receiver position is that bad where we need a number one. You got Darius Slayton. You have Golden Tate for at least another two years. You got Sterling Shepard. Maybe add Chase Claypool in the third round or the fourth round of the draft. Then you got a solid wide receiver core and some backups for special teams. But I don't see why that we should go with a wide receiver at four. I just don't see that. Another need for the Giants and another hype for the Giants has been edge rusher. Obviously, we're not going to get Chase Young. He's at two, and Ron Rivera already likes him, and so does Jack Del Rio, who's a great guy as a defensive coordinator. AJ Spence is a top 20, maybe top 30 edge rusher but you're that would be considered a reach at fourth overall unless they actually get a first round pick from Miami when they trade down I don't see them having a shot at Jedrick Wills Andrew Thomas or Tristan Wirfs unless they go that route at fourth overall but we know that Stephen Ross Chris Greer and Brian Flores would like to contend this year and honestly they made a lot of good picks on defense Kyle Van Noy was one of them Bryce joins another one. Just they need the offense to be beefed up. I think their offensive line could come together. And, you know, obviously the quarterback position is fifth overall. But I don't see them giving away draft picks. They're not the Cincinnati Bengals. I think they're going to be a, a decent team this year. My point is, is that you could get a tackle in round two. Yeah, sure, they don't have much as value. But you're going to be spending a lot of time on the first round tackle as the same time as you're spending on the second round tackle. Because they need to develop. And if you don't let them develop, they're going to turn into an Eric Flowers or a Bobby Hart. I don't think Giants fans want to go through that again. And for the edge rusher position or the pass rush position, there are a lot of good guys out there that people just haven't recognized. 
all of the hype has been on Chase Young. And I'm going to be honest here. I don't like Chase Young. I think he's overrated. And I think that in the last three games, I think one of them was against Michigan. He didn't do scrap. And Carl Banks recognized that. Unless we have a miracle trade with the Redskins at two, which I don't know why we would. We're not getting him, so I don't need to worry about that. But for round two guys, round three guys, round four guys, you can get guys like Julian Aquara or Yutur Gross Matos. They're not bad guys. And obviously, we need to address the center position. I think Matt Hennessy, Cesar Ruiz, and Tyler Biedes, good options two to four. Now, Ruiz, he has his draft stock going up. So he's likely a second round pick, which makes him tastier. And if the Giants don't address the center position, I don't know what they're going to do. They've said that they could put Nick Gates at center. He's never played the center position, and he's only played guard and tackle. And a lot of people say he's good at guard. I saw how he played against the Jets at right time. He actually played pretty good. Even though Nate Solder was injured, they had to put in that backup Eric Smith. He wasn't that bad. I think he only allowed one sack. Nonetheless, I think the Giants should take Simmons with the fourth overall pick. Because you cannot pass this up, in my opinion. You can't pass it up. When your defense ranks 30th in coverage grade and 26th in the league in total defense, you can't really say, nah, we're going to wait till the second round. Isaiah Simmons is a great athlete and one of the best we've seen in the draft. The offensive line, however, finished middle of the pack like 18th, 19th last year. That's not horrible, but that's not something you should just leave aside and say, oh, we'll get better. Because let's be honest, Cameron Fleming is, is that the long-term guy at right tackle. He's a backup. And I guess Mark Colombo and Jason Garrett had some influence on Dave Gettleman that said, let's bring him here. But overall, I think Isaiah Simmons obviously is not the pass on. And that's why I want him. And I wouldn't, to be honest, I wouldn't mind getting somebody like Jedrick Wills or Andrew Thomas or Makai Becton at four. I wouldn't be bothered by it. I just don't believe that you can pass on somebody like Simmons on a defense that ranks 30th in coverage grade, cannot cover tight ends for their life. I could probably do better than that. Cannot cover running backs, could not stop the run, and are 26th in total defense. I just don't think that the Giants should pass on it. Alright, last segment here. My predict the pick, which was done on NFL.com. I'm going to reveal my pick for which team and say why. Here we go. Joe Burrow to the Cincinnati Bengals. This has just been a given. Uh, I think that Andy Dalton is done in Cincinnati. He could go to a team like New England. And I don't know why they drafted Ryan Finley last year. I guess they didn't see what Joe Burrow was going to be like at LSU last year. But that's them. And I don't understand why that they think quarterback's a problem when the offensive line is currently an issue and their defense cannot be stopped. Even though they did make some good acquisitions on defense like Trey Waynes and Mackenzie Alexander from the Vikings. They did get some other people too, but those are the main ones. Second overall, Washington, Chase Young. This guy is the probably the best edge rusher in the draft, even though I don't like him. Ron Rivera and Jack Terrell would definitely love to have the guy as part of that big, tough defensive line with like Jonathan Allen and Ryan Kerrigan. Third overall, Detroit. This was my pick from the beginning. And I think the fact that they traded Darius Slade to the Eagles makes it even more obvious. They will need a number one corner and need to fix that defense or Matt Patricia's gone. I think Jeff Okuda is a number one corner that could definitely put back that defense to the way it was years ago. Obviously, I said fourth overall, Isaiah Simmons. Why would you not pass on him? Honest, I don't think Dave Gettleman will pass him up. We saw what Saquon was. 
and we saw that he picked him in 2018 over a quarterback, which was a clear need. I just don't think that they're going to pick a tackle fourth overall. Fifth, obviously we've seen some rhetoric that to attack of Iloa, that he didn't impress the Miami Dolphins over a phone call or something. That's all rumors, and to be honest, I believe it. I think they'll select Justin Herbert. They need a quarterback. They still have Ryan Fitzpatrick. I don't think that offense is going to be complete with Fitzpatrick, and I think they do need an actual quarterback. Justin Herbert is someone for the future, and I think the Dolphins could be a good team in the future. They did make a lot of good free agent signings, but we'll see. Chargers, I think they will get to a tag of Iloa. Obviously, we saw this with the Browns in 2018 when they picked Baker Mayfield, and they were supposed to pick either Saquon or Quentin Nelson first overall. They took Baker Mayfield first overall. Let's see how that turns out, but right now it's not looking good. Anyway, Tyrod Taylor's a starter, and he hasn't been a starter since his time in Cleveland for the first two, three games. I must add, he was a starter in Buffalo for the first couple of years. His last year in Buffalo, he actually got him to a playoff game. I think he could be a starter. I just don't think they'll do it. They're going to select Tua Tagovailoa, sixth overall, unless they trade up or something happens. Seventh overall, Carolina. A lot of people didn't like the guy I'm picking for them. And honestly, if the Giants pick him, I'm going to pull my hair out. Or do something like that because I don't think the Giants need another defensive tackle. This defensive tackle is Derek Brown. Uh, they only have one defensive line starter right now, and that's Kawan Short. Kyle Love has not been re-signed. And I think that they could immediately bolster the defensive line with this. Even though I don't like the guy, you know, they, he, they have a good coaching staff, and I think they could develop him really well. Eighth overall. Now, a lot of people say that the Cardinals are going to go defense, defense, defense because they were one of the worst in defense, let's be honest, last year. But I think they need to protect Kyler Murray more, and that's why I have them taking Makai Becton. They need to bump up their protection on the right side. Marcus Gilbert, who they got last year from the Pittsburgh Steelers, actually tore, I think, his ACL or got a season-ending injury, and they had Justin Murray at right tackle for the most of the season. But I don't think it's going to help if they put Marcus Gilbert there. He's 32, and he's not a long-term answer. That's why you could draft Makai Becton. He showed a lot of speed at the Combine. And I think he's just their long-term answer. Jacksonville, ninth overall. You saw this team trade A.J. Boye to the Broncos, and you also saw him trade Jalen Ramsey. Who do they have at the cornerback position that's a starter? I think C.J. Henderson from Florida, he's not the playmaker that Ramsey was or Boye was, but at least they could retool their secondary and have, you know, maybe build to that good defense again. Tenth overall. Cleveland, I have them selecting Jedrick Wills. One thing that came crashing down for Browns as much as everything last year was their offensive line. Traded Kevin Zeitler in March to the Giants, and Greg Robinson was at left tackle. He didn't really do anything good. He was arrested for marijuana possession near the U.S. border. So I think Jedrick Wills be a good option. As long as the Browns try to put him at left tackle, obviously they signed Jack Conklin to be the right tackle. Chris Hubbard is going to be gone at some point, probably during the preseason, because where is he going to go? Uh, I think Jedrick Wills would be a good option if you put him at left tackle, as I said, because he knows how to protect the blind side, protect it to his blind side, obviously because he's a lefty. But I think the Browns really can't do without a left tackle in the first round. And I think Jedrick Wills is a hell of a prospect, and I really do like the guy. I wouldn't mind if the Giants picked him up at fourth overall, but I think the Browns need him more than the Giants do. 11th overall, the New York Jets, my brother's favorite team. This team hasn't done the best at drafting the last couple of years. They could get back on track by selecting Andrew Thomas out of 
Georgia. This is a prospect that has fallen down the top four ranks, down in the top 10, maybe top 20. But I think the Jets need to really consider putting him at left tackle. You have George Fan at right tackle. You have Alex Lewis at left guard. Center Connor McGovern, which was actually a pretty good transaction by Joe Douglas in the offseason to secure the center position because I don't think that Jonathan Harrison would have been there for a whole lot of time. Right guard, you got Brian Winters. And then, obviously, left tackle's open, so you might as well select Andrew Thomas. And they did select Chuma Adoga, but he's probably going to compete for that right tackle spot. Showed a little bit of promise last year. A lot of Jets fans like him, but I think they're just going to go to the tackle route. They could also possible they select a wide receiver or an edge rusher or a pass rusher like Clavon Chiasson, if I'm saying that correctly, out of LSU. But I think they just go to the tackle route here. Secure Sam Darnold's protection. That's what they need. The last thing they need is Le'Veon Bell running into a bunch of fat guys on the offensive line again like they did last year. Because Le'Veon Bell had probably one of his worst seasons in his career. 12th overall, I think the Raiders are going to select Jerry Judy. I think they have a lot of good wide receivers, secondary wide receivers like Zay Jones, Hunter Renfro, and Nelson Aguilar. But I've heard a lot of... Uh, Rumors that Jerry Judy is one of John Gruden's favorites, and I just don't think that they could pass him up. I think they would be really solidifying the offense. And they did a lot of good defensive signings like Nick Kowanikowski and Corey Littleton. So I think right here they're going to select a wide receiver, Jerry Judy, out of Alabama. 13th overall, which was actually traded a couple weeks ago to the San Francisco 49ers for DeForest Buckner. Why not replace one of your better defensive tackles? Javon Kinlaw. Obviously had one of the best defensive lines in football with Nick Bosa, DeForest Buckner, and Eric Armstead. Unfortunately, they did trade Boris Buckner to the Colts, as I mentioned. Why not replace him? They were only one step away from winning the Super Bowl last year. They did choke a lead, 20-10 in the Super Bowl. But I don't think defensive tackle is a big problem for them. I don't think they have any big problems. I think just putting him in here would solidify their defensive line maybe better than last year. And they could just go ahead and start winning games again like they did last year and maybe compete for another Super Bowl. Tampa Bay at 14th overall. I have them selecting Tristan Wirfs, offensive lineman out of Iowa. Now, I think he's a solid lineman. He went off draft ranks. I don't think he'll drop, but I just have him placed here. He'll be inserted in, in DeMar Dotson's place. They have not re-signed him. And they also need protection and a running game for Tom Brady. It's not Jameis Winston anymore. They don't need Tom Brady escaping and hurting himself. But Tom Brady is their quarterback probably for the next two years. And he is not a mobile quarterback. He's 42 and he'll need some stable protection. 15th overall, Denver, C.D. Lamb. They obviously lost Emmanuel Sanders and Demarius Thomas in the past couple of months. But I think C.D. Lamb could be the number one receiver. He might not be those two receivers. But Deshaun Hamilton and Cortland Sutton are some good guys. They could be your two and three, maybe three and four if you add another receiver in the background. But I think Drew Locke would definitely have a better offense. And the protection seems better. But I think right now you need to add wide receiver to replace those two. Overall. And I think the offense is a spit away from competing. 16th overall, the Atlanta Falcons. Obviously, they released Devonta Freeman in the offseason. He had a lot of injuries. He could not stay healthy. They do have Ido Smith, but he's not really a number one. So they're going to select DeAndre Swift out of Georgia. He's a Georgia guy. Uh, all they're missing is really a number one running back. They do have Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones. They do have some good protection if they further with Caleb McGarry 
and also Chris Lindstrom. But I really think that they're just a running back away, and they really haven't been there in the last couple of seasons. It's been the running game. It's also been the defense. But I think they'll just go with a running back at 16th overall. Dallas selecting at 17. Listen, they lost Byron Jones in the offseason. I have them selecting Jalen Johnson. Byron Jones went to Miami. And Shadobi Awuzie, yeah, he's good on that. But he's an, you're going to know you're going to need another guy on the other side, too. You can't have Jordan Lewis or Anthony Brown, in my opinion. I just think that this pick would solidify their secondary. And if their pass rush does better than they did last year, I think Demarcus Lawrence was overpaid because he didn't do as good last year as he's done in years previous. But I do think they are a defensive back away from being one of the better defenses in the league. 18th overall, we just saw Miami at 5th overall. Miami was last in sacks in 2019 with 23. Taco Charlton and Christian Wilkins are good building blocks, but I think A.J. Espenza out of Iowa would, would do a good job. Uh, pass rush, do have Emmanuel Agba, and they also did sign Shaq Lawson and Kyle Van Noy, but I think that they could beef up their defensive line with Espenza. Those guys that I just mentioned, the rotational guys, except for Shaq Lawson, those are rotational guys. You can't really put them in right away. You can't put them in every snap. But I think Espenza could be the Miami Dolphins have been looking for on their defensive line. They do have Byron Jones in the secondary and Nick Needham as well, who I also like from last year. I just don't think they should pass up on a pass rusher this early. This would definitely help beef up their pass rush. And they could finally be competitor. Las Vegas picks again. They'll pick Trayvon Diggs. Listen, they have a lot of good cornerbacks, or at least decent ones. Trayvon Mullen and Nick Nelson are some good starters, or decent starters. I think that their expectations were higher than people praised. That's why I have Trayvon Diggs going at 19. That might be a reach, but I think... The Las Vegas Raiders are a good team, and they made a lot of good free agent moves. I just think they're a draft pick or two away from actually competing at the AFC West. 20th overall, Ross Blacklock going to Jacksonville. They did trade some of their best pieces, and they could get C.J. Henderson at 9th overall to replace Jalen Ramsey and maybe A.J. Boye. But bringing along this guy would definitely replace Marcel Darius, could definitely become a starter early, on this defensive line and could get better pieces later in the draft 21st overall philly selecting t higgins a lot of people think they'll select a corner or a safety that's where they struggled i think their main struggle is at wide receiver uh alshon jeffrey yeah he's there deshaun jackson is aging greg ward is not a full-time wide receiver that goes on every snap but they did secure that cornerback position they did put Darius Slay there and they also have Nicole Roby Coleman from the Rams to be honest JJ or Sega Whiteside he really didn't have a good season last year so I think they will go with T Higgins be another wide receiver like Justin Jefferson 22nd overall the Minnesota Vikings traded to get this pick and also traded Stefan Diggs I think they'll try to immediately replace him I think they're going to select Henry Ruggs uh obviously Stefan Diggs to the Bills you don't really have any good wide receivers there except Adam Thielen, or at least main ones. But I think Henry Ruggs, you could definitely try to plug in. Could provide maybe half the production that Stefan Diggs was that now he's producing in Buffalo. New England, 23rd overall. I think they're going to select Jordan Love. Listen, Tom Brady is now in Tampa Bay. 
they're going to be looking for a replacement. I don't think Jared Stidham the answer, and neither do they. Uh, the Patriots could trade up for a quarterback. They could. I don't know how many draft picks they have. I would have to look at that. But I think they could stay put. Select a guy like Jordan Love at 23rd overall. Fourth overall. Uh, Saints are picking there. And they'll select Kenneth Murray of Oklahoma. And I honestly think that he could be replacing Craig Robertson. He only got 16 tackles last year. Probably could be on special teams. They could also pick a wide receiver. But I think they could put Kenneth Murray right in there. Just to place Craig Robertson. And... Obviously, they got one of the best defenses in the NFL. Why not beef it up even more? 26 overall, and the Miami Dolphins are picking again. I think they're going to go with protection here. I think they're going to get Josh Jones. Um, they already have Ted Karras and Eric Flowers, who's a guard now. Uh, I think they need to secure that tackle position. They do have Fitzpatrick, but they will probably later in the season put in a rookie quarterback, whoever that may be, and they need protection for him. And they've got in the interior, just not the exterior. Again, the speedy edge rushers they'll face in the league. 27th overall, I think the Seahawks are going to select Marlon Davidson out of Auburn. He did play alongside Derek Brown. Listen, Jadeveon Clowney is asking for a lot of money. Um, I don't know if he's going back. And obviously, they lost Frank Clark in an earlier season trade in 2019. They do need to beef up that pass rush or else that's probably going to deteriorate. Uh, they do have Bruce Irvin, but... That's just it, and I think adding Davidson would definitely try to get that defense better. Another pick that might or might not fall, uh, Baltimore selecting 28th overall. I think they'll select Xavier McKinney out of Alabama. Uh, they need to replace Tony Jefferson, and I think they have a great defense and a great offense with Lamar Jackson. I don't think they need to replace Jefferson with a backup or maybe a free agent signing. I think they just go with Xavier McKinney here. 29th overall, Tennessee. They'll select Clavon Chiasson, who's also rumored to be a second-round pick. Um, I don't know if he'll fall this late, but they do have Harold Landry, and they also have Vic Beasley, which is, to be honest, an experiment. But I think they could definitely secure a pass rush with Chiasson at 29th overall if he does fall there. 30th overall, I think Green Bay will select Justin Jefferson out of LSU. Uh, outside of Devontae Adams and Devin Funches, they don't have really a number three or somebody after that. Lazard Kumaro and Valdez Scanling are nice compliments to Aaron Rodgers, but I think Jefferson would be a speedy target for Rodgers in the passing game, and they could definitely prolong his career by a couple of years. 31st overall, this is a rare one, but I'm going to pick it anyway. San Francisco will select John Simpson. Simpson guard. Now, Mike Person was cut in the offseason. I don't think they'll take a chance with a backup like Compton or Ben Garland. Since Simpson is probably a second rounder and I probably ripped for taking this pick. But I don't think the 49ers want to take their chances with a veteran guard and screw up any chances they have of making the playoffs again. Finally, the last pick. Kansas City will select Jeff Gladney out of TCU. Listen, Charvarius Ward had a decent year alongside Kendall Fuller. Fuller is back in Washington now. And I don't think Ward is a number one yet. So to keep it safe, I think Jeff Gladney could fill the number one role for Kendall Fuller. And I think Ward will be back at number two corner. So at the end of that, we'll wrap up our podcast episode. And before we end the episode, I'd just like to say a couple things. I know it's hard for all the people during this quarantine. And I'm going to say we're all in this together. And we will get over this crisis. For the sports writers and sportscasters out there, don't have anything to talk about. Get creative. Creativity is how you get recognized in the future, and 
I've been doing a lot of that over the last couple of days. This is the Bleeding Big Blue Podcast. Please follow our Twitter, Instagram, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. This will be on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and Spotify. Remember, next week we have Alan Hahn, Cop Pizzle, and we also have a draft live stream at 8 o'clock on Thursday. Be sure to join us then, and have a good evening and weekend, everybody.